This is Bethel Temple Church's podcast. Here at Bethel Temple, our desire is to see people changed, delivered, and set free as they experience the light of Jesus. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this week's message. Well, good morning, Bethel Temple family. God bless you, and um, thank you for joining us on this Mission Sunday. And so I want to, I like to tell a funny story before I begin the sermon. Normally they, they come, they're not my jokes, they normally come from Joel Olstein and his jokes, but so here goes. There was a man that wanted to travel to Hawaii, but he didn't want to, he was afraid of flying. So he asked God to build a highway from California to Hawaii so that he could drive there. And so God was telling him, now, now, remember, I mean, this is going to be a tremendous feat, all the different things that have to happen and all the engineering things that have to be developed and, and all the materials that have to be gathered. This is a very big order. And so the man thought for a minute and he said, Okay, well then, give me wisdom to understand my spouse. God thought for a moment and said, Would you like two lanes or four lanes? Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for today, Lord. We thank you, Father, that, we're, that you've given us the privilege, Lord, of celebrating Mission Sunday, Father, as we commemorate what you're doing around the world through your people, Father. And we thank you for that, Lord. And so, Father, as, as I give the message today, Lord, I pray, Father, that the words of my mouth, Father, and the meditations of my heart, Father, be pleasing to you, Father. I pray that hearts be open and receptive, Lord, to receive your word for this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. I want to talk to you today about God's mission statement. Did you know God has a mission statement? Well, he does. But before I delve into his mission statement, I want to just refresh our memory about Bethel Temple's mission statement. Because a mission statement is normally a very simple statement, but it states the purpose for why you exist. And it helps define your values, and your goals, and it's actually used when it's followed to drive all the actions and activities in this church of Bethel Temple. And so I, wanna, I want us to be refreshed in memory about our Bethel Temple Church mission statement. It is a community of loving disciples experiencing inspired worship, growing through discipleship, giving hope to the hopeless, and sharing the gospel message of Jesus through transformational evangelism. 
And you know, we used to be, we used to have as our symbol the lighthouse because many prophecies have been spoken over this Bethel temple throughout the 60 year, 60 plus years we've been in existence. Many prophecies have spoken that Bethel Temple Church is a lighthouse on the peninsula and for the world. And so we can, our mission statement sort of helps us focus in on that. And we have an acronym that helps us remember that, and that is LIGHT, where the L stands for loving disciples, the I stands for inspired worship, the G stands for growing through discipleship, the H stands for hope to the hopeless, and the T stands for transformational evangelism. So the light, Bethel Temple, the light house upon this peninsula. And so I want to focus in our message today. I want to focus on the T, the transformational evangelism. Because this is the mission statement that drives Bethel Temple. And you know, God has a mission statement too that drives all of his actions and activities. And of course, we find God's mission statement in the Bible. And that central theme as you read through Scripture, the central theme that runs throughout the Bible is, in fact, God's mission statement. And that central theme is to re-establish fellowship with his wayward children. You know, you see, it was God's intent from the creation of the world to have his children fill the earth. And we see that in Genesis 1, 28. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. It was God's intention from the foundation of the world that his children would fill the earth, would multiply and fill the earth. God's heart was to have an earth full of his children, communing with him forever and ever. Of course, we know the story of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And with the disobedience and fall of Adam and Eve, and them being restricted then from the paradise, the Garden of Eden, but God's mission statement did not change. God reaffirms it again in Genesis 12, 3. And in you, speaking to Abraham, and in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. It is God's mission statement that all the families of the earth would come and worship him. And then we see the psalmist in Psalm 96, 3. Declare his glory among the nations, his wonders among all peoples. And then in Matthew 24, 14, Jesus is responding to the disciples' question, what were the sign of your return and be the end of this age? 
And Jesus replies in Matthew 24, 14, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations. And then the end will come. See, it is God's mission statement that the gospel be preached to all the world. In fact, Jesus is not coming back again until the gospel is preached, until all the world hears and has the opportunity to hear the gospel message. That's how important it is to God that this gospel be preached to all the world. And then, of course, in Matthew 28, 19, 20, where Sister Martha has already referred to, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. It is God's mission statement that we go therefore and make disciples of all nations. And then in Acts 1, verse 8, Jesus tells his disciples, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Jesus was reaffirming God's mission statement. This is what we are about as Christians. And then in Romans 10, 13, Paul quotes Joel 2.32 when he says, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. It is God's heart that his people be drawn, his wayward children be drawn back to him. And then in Revelation chapter 14, verse 6, then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every tribe, every nation, every tongue, and every people. It is God's mission statement, and we see it from Genesis to Revelation. He keeps telling us, I want to establish fellowship with my wayward children. I want you, my children, to reach out to those around us. See, this is the heart of God. In fact, all of history is driven with this hope, with this love to establish fellowship with his wayward children. And so God then sends his son Jesus to die on that cross, to be the sacrifice that all sins would be forgiven so that his wayward children would have a road back to fellowship with him. And then maybe one of the most quoted scriptures of all, John 3:16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So evangelizing the world is God's mission statement. 
And we in the church, we have to move from, away from the idea that we are in possession of the mission. It is not that Jesus gave the church a mission in Matthew 28, but rather that Jesus invites the church to join the Father's mission to populate the earth with his children. The fulfillment of his command in Genesis 1.28 to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. It's not the church's mission to evangelize the world. It is God's mission to evangelize the world. It's the heartbeat of who God is, and we as the body of Christ are directed to take part in God's mission to evangelize the world. So in Matthew 28, 19, go therefore make disciples of all nations, is not so much God giving us the mission to the church, but that Jesus invites the church to join with God in his mission of outreach to the world. It is God's mission statement. So missions is not an activity of the church, but it's an attribute of God. Because God is a missionary God. And so God remains, even to active today, with this mission of reconciling the world to himself. And we as the church are given the privilege to participate with him in his mission to reconcile the world unto him. We are the church, and if we are not participating in this outreach mission of God, then we're missing the point of who God is, because he is a missionary God. And we are missing God's activity in the world today, which, as we've shown, has always been from the foundation of the world God reconciling mankind to himself. So God's word in Genesis 1.28, to multiply, fill the earth, is, is recounted in Matthew 24.14. Christ is not coming back again until the gospel is preached to the world. So we've been giving a calling. Remember, the mission is God's. But we of the church are being invited to participate in God's mission. And so we may ask, well, how can we do that then as a church? Well, there are three ways that we can participate with God in his mission to evangelize the world. The first one is go. The mission field is all around us. Our neighbors, our family, our friends, people we work with. There are unchurched and unsaved people 
all around us. So as we interact with these unchurched and unsaved people that are around us, we're reconciling people to Christ because that's the very essence of who God is. Then if that's God's cry, that ought to be our cry to the unchurched and the unsaved that are in our orbit that we interact with, but also to strangers that we do not know. Maybe standing in line at the grocery store, God will prompt you or give you the opportunity. Now, I know it takes boldness to do that in the grocery line, at the gas station, or wherever you may be. And so let's pray for boldness. I mean, I'm a very shy person. And so it's very difficult for me to speak to somebody I do not know. And I am a very quiet person, even though sometimes my wife may disagree with that statement. But I normally am a very quiet person. And so I know what it is to get the boldness to speak out. And so I pray, God, give me the boldness to share your word to those people around me. So we have our own mission field, as Deacon Eric said, here in Jerusalem, in our own country, in our own town. But there is also another field out there, and that's the mission field in all of these countries that these flags represent. And so God may be calling you to go to another country on the mission field to deliver the good news. And if that is God's call upon your life, then let us know. Email missions at BethelTemple.com. This is Deacon Eric's, our mission coordinator, email. Email him. Share what God is placing on your heart. And allow us as a church to help you do what God's placing on your heart. And, I, and also we can go by engaging in short-term mission trips. I do believe next year Eric's already planning some short-term mission trips. And so as, they, as, he, can, as he gives the, the opportunity for people to engage and involve, pray, Lord, should I? Am I? Is it your will that I go on this short-term mission trip? And let the Holy Spirit deal with your heart. And let's engage in some short-term mission trips to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Or maybe, maybe God's calling you to get involved in the outreach missions that are occurring right here from Bethel Temple. And there's many of them. And if that's the case, email Pastor Jose, who is our outreach coordinator. Pastor Jose at BethelTemple.com. I think both of those emails are on the or on a slide. Just be open 
to as the Holy Spirit leads you, where, what is your place in the go command? What is your place? Let the Holy Spirit tell you and direct you and then have the boldness and courage to follow through and be obedient to that leading that is God's placed on your life. So that's the first way that we can all get involved. Go. We all haven't been called to go to um, countries in the world, but we've all been called to go. And so that's either locally, outreaching, short-term mission trips, or the privilege of being able to go to other countries and spread the good news of Jesus Christ. That's number one. The second way that we can participate with God in his mission to evangelize the world is pray. And praying for missionaries around the world. We, you heard Brother Deacon Eric describe all the missionaries, and we've seen some missionaries that Bethel Temple supports. We should be praying for them as a body. And I'm sure um, Bethel Temple, Eric, maybe there's some way that you can put up, I don't know how much advertising you can do because some of them are in countries that you can't do too much advertising on the web. But anyway, whatever you can do to give us a list of, of names or something that, that we, Bethel Temple, support, we as Bethel Temple members ought to incorporate that into our daily prayer routine. We need to write it down. We, we need to put it in our routine prayer list to pray for missionaries. And if not any of these, pick a missionary. You can go to agwm.org. That's agwm.org, which is assembly, stands for Assembly of God's World Mission.org. Go to their website. See missionaries. You can pray. And then also another good um, uh, web page is the website is the joshuaproject.net. Joshua, J-O-S-H-U-A-P-R-O-J-E-C-T.net. Joshuaproject.net. And see what missionaries around the world. You know... 42%, the Joshua Project will tell you, that 42% of the world's population does, has not heard the name of Christ. We need to be praying and put this into our daily prayer routines to pray for missionaries. But then also pray for yourself. Pray for boldness to speak out as God gives you opportunities to that stranger that you may be standing beside in line or at the gas station or whatever. Pray for boldness that we'll take the opportunities that God gives us to share the good news to people's lives that are even around us, that we interact with. So go is one way we, can, we should be participating in God's mission. Pray is the second way that we should be 
participating in God's mission. And then the third way is give. We need to demonstrate our, com our commitment to God's mission by giving to His mission and sharing some of our resources to evangelize the world. Now, I'm talking about giving above and beyond your tithes and offerings, which go into the house. I'm talking about giving beyond your tithes and offering and designating it to missions. You know, there is a tremendous um, syn synergy about community giving. For example, think about this. If 100 people in Bethel Temple would pledge to give just $10 a month, that would give our mission fund $1,000 more a month to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Just $10 a month above and beyond your mission, your tithes and offerings, and designate it to go to missions. What a support that would be for missions around the world that we support through Bethel Temple. And so I'm asking, I'm asking, go, pray, and give. That is what we've been called to do so that we can participate in God's mission, which is to evangelize the world. And it's part of our mission statement, transformation or evangelism. So it's part of who we are as both Daryl, Martha, and Eric have all said. That's who we are as a church. So pray. Give and go. That is the message for today. Go, pray, and give. But I don't want to end this Mission Sunday without extending an invitation to those of you who may not have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. That's what missions is all about. Evangelizing, bringing hearts, drawing God's wayward people back into fellowship with Him. And you may be one of those wayward people. And so I want you to know that God's extending His hand of love right now to you that you would come back home to where God has always intended from the foundation of the world that you should be in fellowship with Him. And how do you do that? 
He sent His Son, Jesus, to die upon that cross so that He would take our sins, my sins, so that we may be forgiven and have eternal life with God. All we have to do is believe in our hearts and speak with our mouth that Christ is the Son and God raised Him from the dead to prove that He was God's Son. And He came to save our souls for all eternity. That's God's mission. And God's mission is communal, yes, but it's also individual. He's speaking right now to you to come back home, come back into fellowship with Him. And if you are willing to do that today, we have prayer. You can ask for prayer on, on um, Facebook and also our live stream. You can ask for prayer. There are people there waiting to pray for you and with you. And repeat after me right now. Father, I come to you today. I believe that Jesus died on that cross to give me eternal life and to have my sins forgiven. Father, forgive me for the wayward child that I have been. I want to come home. I want to commune and fellowship with my Father. And so I'm coming home, Lord. And I lay my life before you. Lead me, guide me in my path. In Jesus' name I pray. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for those that came to know you on this mission Sunday. Thank you, Lord. We thank you. Thank you for listening. To connect with us, visit us at Bethelhampton.com and follow and like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this. Now go and be the light.